Welcome to your success tonic. If you're ready to explore what it would mean to step into your boldest, most exciting vision of success, then you're in the right place. Noisy, bossing, compelling, Fitz Curler of fitness.com is the author of multiple books, including My Noisy Cancer Comeback, Your Healthy Cancer Comeback, Sick to Strong, and The Healthy Cancer Comeback Journal. She's a busy keynote speaker, a professional race announcer, and a fitness expert. And her company, Fitness International, has a global reach, and she has conquered every avenue of mass media to help people live better and longer. Welcome, Fitz. I'm so happy that you're here today. I'm thrilled to talk with you, Natalie, and I love your audience, so I'm excited to talk to them. Oh, thank you. Well, I invited you today because I adore your energy and I think that you have so much to share about building resilience. Your story about beating breast cancer or while continuing to build your really successful career is just so inspirational. And I think it will give all those listening that really big boost of energy and optimism that they might need right now. So I'm so happy that you're here. Yeah, thank you. And you know what? Um, I know your audience is working hard and sometimes floundering a little bit. I'm an entrepreneur too. I've been there. But the secret for everybody is to know how much control we have over our own situation. Mm -hmm. And if you harness that control, you know, the success comes a lot easier and you relax a little more. They say work smarter, not harder. You know, uh, (laughs) it's true. It's true. But we have to make decisions and we have to stand by them. We have to pivot sometimes. Um, But yeah, we have so much control over our health and our success and our emotional status each and every day. Uh, I'm hoping that by the end of this show, people realize that. Such an empowering message. Absolutely. I know you've been teaching fitness around the globe for a while, and you've also built this very successful fitness company, and you've reached millions of people at this point, you know, with your amazing message. A lot of what I do with my clients is help them connect deeply to their sense of personal and career mission. Yeah. When you do that, it's not really work anymore, right? That The vision and the mission start to drive everything you do and it, it just lightens your load. And you have an amazing mission. So I would love for you to just share that with us to start us off today. Sure. So my very specific mission is to help people live better and longer by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. I've been teaching for decades. I have a master's in exercise and sports sciences. And I used to teach many decades ago, I taught teach I taught fitness like most people do in a gym. I did private training and group classes, and that was really fun. Uh, but when I was in college, a local TV produ- or a TV producer came and auditioned people for a TV show. And I auditioned and thankfully he chose me and I had a couple aha moments there. Number one, I learned that my teaching skills were transferable to a camera. So not everybody can make the leap from live audience to camera or vice versa. I could, and that was great. Uh, But what happened once the show started airing is strangers started reaching out and saying, are you Fitz? And I'd say, yeah. And say, well, I love your show. I work out with you every day and I've lost 17 pounds or my back doesn't hurt. It's I love you. And, 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 I was really blown back. The opportunity to help strangers was so impactful to me. Um, I had a similar experience writing an article and my sole focus, it it was almost immediate. I was like, 
I love mass media. I love helping strangers. Teaching to 40, 50 people in a classroom at a gym is really fun. And it's, I'm not slamming that. It's a wonderful thing to do. But once I started helping thousands of strangers, that classroom setting became completely unsatisfying. So <laughs> my entire career, I have hunted down every aspect of mass media. It's TV, radio, books, books, magazine What's articles, that? live audiences. Just give me a whole heck of a lot of people and I will feel like a valuable person, a valuable professional. So uh, yeah, mission oriented. I couldn't be more. I'm just I yes. laser focused and I love it. I love that. Yeah. And so I think one of the obstacles to being that connected to a mission, to that, that sense of purpose can be that, you know, you end up spinning your wheels and then you just feel like you can't go for those big and exciting goals, right? You can't go to your next level like you did from going from the gym classroom to the global reach. And so this is where your work and my work actually overlaps really beautifully, right? And so I'd love to hear what you would say to someone who's struggling to find that right level of motivation that they need to really go for it and go up for their next level. So uh, for starters, you should be doing the thing that you love, right? I mean, and I speak at the College of Health and Human Performance at the University of Florida, where I got my master's. They, they bring me in regularly to speak to their graduating seniors. And one of the messages I give them is don't bail because there's all of these students. They go to uh, health and human performance at the University of freaking Florida. They're one of the sports capitals of college yeah. athletics. These people love sports. They love fitness, travel, tourism. They love the whole thing. Too many of them graduate and their uncle Sal says, Hey, you can sell cars in my lot if you want, if you need a job. And then they go do that. And they have bailed on this passion of theirs. So don't bail. Don't take the easy way out. Um, the, the secret is, is to, you know, learn as much as you can practice as much as you can get the certifications or do the degrees or whatever you need. Um, but then practice, practice, practice. And for me, I started small when I knew I wanted to be on the largest stages in the world. And thankfully I have accomplished that. I started on teeny tiny stages. I would go speak to five obese people at a little meeting in a YMCA. I was practicing my craft. And I, I knew at 20, people weren't going to hire me for the largest stages. So I had to practice little by little. I did a lot of stuff for free. And then I started doing something for a small fee. And I've graduated. But constantly practice, volunteer, uh, hone your craft, read as much as you can. Just embed yourself in that experience, whatever it is. And eventually you'll be the go-to guy or the go-to gal. And uh, yeah, I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes, it takes time, but hopefully if you're doing what you love, you'll enjoy every little baby step along the way. Yes. And if obstacles come in your path, you have the, the tenacity to get through it because you love it, right? You, you're not going to let go of it. No. And I've had so many obstacles. Yeah. And most of them, <laughs> yes. I, would, I would say many of the obstacles were self-inflicted. You know, I was afraid of rejection. So I would, I would not ask for an opportunity. Gosh, I remember I used to want a, a workout DVD. I thought, well, that would be great to have, you know, I already had a TV show. I wanted something people could buy at the store. Yeah. I just kind of sat around waiting, thinking that Nike was going to call and say, hey, Fitz Kohler, we want you to make a workout video for us. I don't know what I was waiting for. And I waited for a while. And then finally, I went, if you want it, you got to go make it happen. And so I, I published it myself. I figured it out. I had a learning curve. It was pretty steep. But yeah, there's been a lot of and then people used to tell me no a lot. And I'd go, 
all right, I'm going to figure out a way anyways, you know, so I'm a, I'm a hustler. I'm a usurper. I'm going to get what I want. If you're in my way, uh oh, for you. But, (laughs) um, but yeah, a lot of practice and a lot of, you know, stupid mistakes as we all make. Right. Right. Yeah. And not being afraid to make mistakes is, is so key. Right. And it does take a switch in thinking from waiting for opportunities to come to you to then making opportunities happen. It, it does take uh, some help sometimes, you know, coaching is great if it, yeah. you know, to help you through that, for example, because it's, it's a whole different way of thinking and, and interacting with the world. So Natalie, you'll appreciate this. I used to be a competitive kickboxer. I fought for 10 years in a ring. And um, that was at a time where I was uh, fearful of asking for opportunities. And one became particularly frustrating. And I had that aha moment when I thought, dummy, you stand in a ring surrounded by thousands of people with someone who wants to knock you clear unconscious. Why are you afraid to ask for this opportunity, what's the worst that can happen? That he's going to say no. Yeah. And so my real rule of thumb, and I, I still live by this: if it does not, if it's not going to uh, result in bleeding, bruising, or broken bones, I'm going to go for it. And so I'm giving that to your audience. If there's no bleeding, bru- bruising, or broken bones, just go. What's the worst? If they say no, they say no. Whatever. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's great advice. I think it's it's true. We do. We just get sometimes we get frozen. We think, oh my gosh, we turn it into this great big fear based paralysis when all it takes is just asking. And sometimes you get the no, but that leads to the next yes. Yes, amazing. So I know that you have just had a couple of books come out. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Could you just tell us a little bit about why you decided to write these books? Because your story, your journey is incredible. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So um, I was diagnosed in 2019 with breast cancer and it was seven weeks after a crystal clear mammogram. So there was nothing there. And then seven weeks later, not only was there a sizey tumor, which I found myself coming out of the shower, I just rubbed my underboob and found a lump but it had already spread to my lymph nodes. It was running through me like wildfire. And uh, we had to, uh, they had to treat me very aggressively. I had 15 months of nightmarish chemo, 33 rounds of radiation, some surgeries. You know, I went, I went through the ringer, uh, but I made some great decisions. And that's really, uh, I mean, the, the thing, the heart of who I am is to help other people do better and be better. And so while going through my treatment, I, I looked back and I thought, oh, I made some good decisions. These are really good. So um, number one, I chose to use perspective. You know, for me, I, even though I, I thought I was going to die, they finally convinced me I wasn't. Uh, I decided, OK, well, I'm not a kid with cancer, which we see it all the time. Those commercials, right? How heartbreaking. I'm not a kid with cancer. It's not my kid with cancer. And so because of that, I'm going to put on my big girl panties and I'm going to get through it. I never had a pity moment. I never had a why me like, why not me? Right. So when you start there, you're, you're lift, you've lifted yourself up. I also decided two really powerful things is number one, it will starting with pursuing my passions. So those two passions were my kids. If they had a show, a ceremony, a sporting event, I was not going to miss come hell or high water. And thankfully I was able to live up to that. And then the other decision I made was I was not missing out on my career. So if I would have taken a year and a half off, nobody would have blamed me. They would have said, Oh, poor girl has cancer. She's sick. Uh, I would have blamed me. I have worked my tail off for decades to build this business, this brand that people trust, people rely on, people look towards. 
um, for guidance and support. And if I had taken that year and a half off, fitness would have fizzled out. I am 100% sure. I w- it would have devastated my business. But I decided I earned those re- my the I earned my rightful spot on those stages, these incredible stages. I announced the Los Angeles Marathon, Buffalo Marathon, Big Sur, you name it. I have these incredible events with tens of thousands of wonderful people show up and I get to be the ringleader of the fun. It's the most glorious thing I've ever done. So I decided, F this, I'm not sitting home. If I stay home, all I'm going to do is cry. All I'm going to be is sick. So I got on those planes. I got on over 30 planes leaving Gainesville, Florida to fly across the country with my bald head. I never wore a wig. I was like, this is who I am. And this is, you know, it's my big mouth that matters. And, um, (laughs) you know, it was, it was hard. And anyone going through cancer knows it's hard, even no matter what your treatment's like, it's hard. I, my worst uh, side effect was basically I lived with a violent stomach bug for 15 months straight every day. There was, um, Vietnam and my, and my innards. And I was just sick. However, you know, the, the incredible outcome of my decision is I would fly across the country. We'd get me some IV fluids, my poor race directors, bless their hearts. They, they, they went through some measures to help me keep me upright, but I would sleep on those bathroom floors to stop the world from spinning 4 30 AM. I get up, drag myself off the bathroom floor, get ready. I go to the start line. And the second I got there, absolutely everything that was wrong with me disappeared. Everything. I wasn't sick. I wasn't suffering. I wasn't in pain. I wasn't exhausted. Everything went away. And I got to be full force Fitz Kohler again. And it was miraculous. As long as I had an athlete on the course, I could function at a really high level, which was relieving. You know, again, you're going through this nightmare and then you have a whole day of fun. Now, did I pay the price for it after? (laughs) Sure I did but it was totally worth it. And so perspective, everybody can utilize that on every day. You don't need cancer for that. If you're in the traffic jam because there's an accident up front, instead of bitching and moaning all day at the office that you got stuck in traffic, all you need to think is, thank goodness, I wasn't the person in the accident that caused the jam. So perspective is going to take you into a much better place every day, no matter what. Passions, you got to keep your passions. Hopefully your career is one of those things. For me, it was I mean, it was just such a blessing. It, I, it possibly saved my life. And, mm. uh, you know, the other things you have, if you love soccer, you know, let's say you break your leg, watch soccer, go to a local youth soccer mat, listen to it on TV, mm-hmm. read a book about soccer. If you love animals, keep them included. I mean, your passions should be a part of every day. The thing that fills your soul and gives you a reason to smile. Third, I chose to be positive. You know, you get absolutely no extra points for being the saddest sap in the room. And even though I had cancer and everything was going wrong, if somebody said something funny, I chose to smile. And so um, those messages plus that plus another big one are the reason I wrote this book. Now, the other reason I wrote this one is because all this funny, crazy, wacky things happened while I was traveling the country with cancer. So my noisy cancer comeback was, you know, me continuing to make noise while going downhill and coming back up. So that's this one. And then this book and the journal, um, this one, Your Healthy Cancer Comeback, Sick to Strong, simply put, is that when I hit rock bottom and I, I was devastatingly sick and weak and skeletally thin, I knew how to climb back out of that mm-hmm. hole. I knew how to rebuild my body. Uh, and, and when I had had this aha moment where I was like, whoa, you are, look at look what has happened to you. I never had a doubt that I would get myself back to fit and athletic and, and vibrant. 
But as I was feeling so cocky about my journey back, I was feeling for my peers. You know, what about all these cancer patients who and survivors who have been devastated by the disease and its treatment, and they have no idea how to get back to point B. And um, so, yeah, so I'm a fitness expert who has all the street cancer street cred in the world, and I put it down to hold their hand, take them from diagnosis during treatment of all sorts, all types of cancers for people of all ages and fitness levels, get them back to living well, having energy, feeling good. And so I'm. this is the one I'm really proud of. This is the one that I hope ends up in the hands of every cancer patient and survivor from this day forward because they deserve better. Cancers mean they deserve better. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And, and this book needed to happen. So thank you for writing. Nothing else. There's nothing. There's zero books like it, which is <laughs> phenomenally weird, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yes. So I absolutely love the energy that you bring about this and, and the positivity and your ability to laugh and, and ma- maintain that perspective through the worst. But also one of the things I really admire is you being willing to talk about things that people aren't really talking about, like writing a book about something no one's really saying, you know, no one tells mm-hmm. you just how bad it is and you're willing to go there, <laughs> you know. Um, so why did you feel compelled to do that? So when I was going through treatment, um, I had to be forthright and tell people what was going on just because I was going to show up both, right? Uh, cancer takes this really mean strike at you or it takes your hair and then you can't be private about it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, while I was going through it, I never wanted pity and I never wanted to be a beacon of sadness. My career, my brand is about health and happiness. So I kept all of it to myself. When people said, would say, how are you? I would say, I'm just fine, no matter what. Hmm. <laughs> but what would happen is some of the things that were going on with me were crazy and hilarious. And I think only a cancer patient or a survivor can tell you cancer can be freaking funny. Um, it's also tragic. And I lost my dad and my grandparents. I get it. It's horrific. But there were some really funny, funny things. Um, my eyes changed colors. What? I, nobody told me that. You know, there was all these weird little things that kept popping up. And I had to laugh thinking, you got to be kidding. I'm, I felt like I was on a prank show. And so while that was going on, I kept thinking, you know what? People would get a good kick out of this. If they knew what was going on behind the scenes, not only because of the cancer fallout, but when those things collided with travel you know, what went on behind the scenes at a race because of my experience. I just thought, well, people can have a good laugh at this. And when it comes to cancer, I think you should laugh. I think we should laugh more. There's millions of patients. There's millions of survivors. It's where we're this, we're part of this club. Nobody wants to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to laugh at ourselves. Right. And, and when I do my keynotes and I talk about this stuff, I always have to tell the room, Hey, listen, it's okay if you laugh at me. It's okay. This is why I'm telling you the story because I don't believe it's tragic. And, you know, I survived. So nothing about my experience is tragic. My, my things were funny. You know, I had, um, lost my hair, lost my, my eyebrows went, my lashes went, blah, blah, blah. But one of the very first things to go, um, was a surprise. I was at a race. My nose was running. I thought I was having just an allergic reaction. These chemo drugs are there. They call them like high allergen, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I just thought, you know, along with the hives and the bumps on my head and stuff, I, I was having an allergic reaction. And a friend of mine who had uh, recently had cancer and recovered, she came over and she said, how are you? I said, ah, fine. I just have allergies. She goes, you don't have allergies. I go, yeah, I do. I have allergies. That's why my nose is running. She goes, Fitz, 
you don't have any nostril hair. And I went, what? And she goes, you don't have any nostril hair. That's why your nose is running. And I said, oh my God. I said, look, (laughs) I put my head back and she looked and she said, yep, there's no nostril hair in there. So, so yeah, cancer can be funny. And, you know, I just want people to lighten up a little bit. And if you can force joy into your day while you can go, while going through cancer, you're certainly going to do a lot better through the process. And, you know, life on the other side of cancer is very rewarding and nothing seems scary. And Mm. hopefully, hopefully everyone's grateful for those days. Mm, My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have so much to teach us about resilience and grit because you really bring that every day to to everything that you do. It's just amazing. So I also really admire your passion for helping people connect to being healthier and one of the programs I know that you created which I think is just wonderful is called the morning mile to uh, address childhood obesity and I would just love it if you would share about that because I, I just absolutely love this program so much Thank you so much. It's probably the most important thing I've ever done professionally. Uh, I have Morning Mile. It's in over 400 schools in America and worldwide. And basically, it's a before school walking running program that invites every child at school to come out and walk or run every day with no cost to the student or the school. Parents are invited, faculty's invited. And it's just, it's a no brainer. You turn on music, the kids get outside in the field, they do laps. We've got a f- fantastic system of rewards. And again, it's all inclusive. So we're this weird world of ours. It's like, no, only girls over there, only boys over there, only people of this color or that religion. I say, screw that. I want everyone. We're going to run as one. Everyone's invited. And, you know, if you show up and you do this, you can walk really slow. You can run really fast. You can do one lap and leave. You can do four miles and, you know, stay the whole time. It's up to you. Um, But yeah, it's not only addressing health because it is. But, you know, when you exercise in the morning, you turn on your brain, you're more likely to focus better. That's for adults and children. When you take a little child and you pump them full of sugary cereal and then you expect them to sit down in a chair for four hours, you're you're having a real hard time with that. So, you know, give them a little exercise, get their youthful energy out and then they sit still, they learn better, they behave better. So I'm super proud of the morning mile. It's in schools of all uh, all age groups and yeah, I, that'll be the thing I want on my tombstone one day. Mm. Yes, I think it's amazing. And it's such a huge problem that you're addressing. You know, I know that when my son was in elementary school, that's exactly what he knew. He was expected just to sit all the time. They Crazy. cut the PE program. There was mm-hmm. no PE. So it was just 20 minute recess. And that was all the out the kind of movement time they had all day and it was those are just little kids and it I know. I but they don't well, they sit still and focus. It's too much. No, and it's it's uncomplicated, requires yeah. no equipment. So if anyone yeah. wants to help get more kids moving in the morning, yes. visit morningmile.com. I would love to help either your schools get started or if you want to sponsor a program, that'd be fantastic. Amazing. I would yes, please do that. Anyone listening who is inspired, please, please do that. Talking of inspiration, Fitz, I'm wondering if there's someone in particular who inspires you or who influenced you on your journey. That's a really good question. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> so are, are we talking about my cancer journey or my any part, journey? Any part, no, any part of your life story where somebody just really 
kind of inspired you to step up into your next level or showed you something that was possible or, or just kept you going in a, in a dark time? So, so I've got two. I've got two. Okay. When I started teaching fitness, Jack Lane, even though he was already way old timer by then, you know, godfather of fitness. And I look back at that man and he had mass impact, right? He took the, the fitness profession and he, he preached to the masses and he helped so many people. So I will always look to him as, you know, a big hero in this industry. And then my friend, Rudy Novotny, who is the man who invited me to announce my first race with him. He was, he is a big dog in this industry. And he said, I think, I think you'd be great at this. And I could use a co-announcer. Would you like to try it? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And he's mentored me and uh, we partner up in a, a ton of ways. And, you know, it's, it's wonderful when someone reaches their hand out and offers you I don't think he knew what he was getting into or getting me into when he invited <laughs> me for that first race, but he certainly opened up so many doors because of it. And my life is very different. My life is better because of it. Yeah, I think it's, it's sometimes something that we forget or we, we're not really aware when we do something like that, we reach out to someone and we offer them something, an opportunity or, or in, uh, you know, uh, a chance to get involved in something. It can literally be a turning point. A life-changing moment. So it's very he changed mine. He changed yeah. mine, and I'm so grateful. I, I actually, and I, I thank him for that on a regular basis. I think that's amazing. So, how would you say that you define success for yourself now at this point in your life? It's so, you know, it's the same way I define it when I go speak to those graduating seniors. Where mm-hmm. having success for me in my career means I'm doing work, doing the work that I want to do. Working, mm-hmm. doing what I want, when I want, with whom I want, where I want, for the amount I want. You know, there's those five little com- components, and I've achieved that. You know, I, I do this work that I'm excited to do, uh, that makes me feel valuable, where I get to help people. You know, my mission is accomplished on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I also have a paid-off house, paid-off vehicles. I can take my kids on vacation. You know, once a year, we're not in a mansion, but. I've, I've, I think I've achieved financial freedom, which is very exciting. You know, it's Big deal. Yeah. yeah, debt debt always has given me a stomachache. And so I've fought really hard to chip away, pay, pay off things, not take out loans, not try to keep up with anyone other than myself. And I think that's very freeing. And, you know, I hope other professionals out there, you don't need to drive a Beamer. I mean, maybe you can, <laughs> yeah. you can but be modest, be modest. And uh, Dave Ramsey says it. I haven't officially done his program, but I, I've heard him say, live like no one else right now. So one day you can live like no one else. You know, mm-hmm. when you have no uh, car payment, no house payment, all of a sudden the, the money in your bank account starts adding up. So uh, yeah, I think I'm there. I'm doing work that I adore. And uh, all I want is maybe some more of it. I just love it. I love mm-hmm. it. It's so great being around people who who have found that connection with the work that they most want to do in the world and that they feel called to do in the way that you clearly are called to do the work that you do. Just Yeah, and you know what, Natalie? I, I truly believe we can all win. I, there's this joy, this satisfaction, this success for everybody. There's so many opportunities, so many different fields. It's just, you know, about... Um, constantly pushing the envelope, baby steps, not giving up, right? Mm. Staying the course. That's the same thing with fitness. It's Rome wasn't built in a day. You can't lose your 40 pounds overnight. But with this, with consistency, you can physically become the person you want. 
And career-wise, again, y'all have so much more control than you give yourself credit for it. And it makes you, you know, do the work up here and then put in the hours and, and what, you know, it's show up early, stay late, be delightful, be mm-hmm. delightful. Nobody wants to work with a jerk. <laughs> you know, there's these <laughs> little tenants that go a long way, but I truly believe we can, everybody can win, especially in this country. Yeah. So I think sometimes we lose sight of just um, how lucky we are, oh, you know, yes. how much freedom and opportunity we, uh, many of us have. Yeah. yeah so. We should wake up every single day thinking about our freedoms. There's other countries where they choose a profession for you or they simply deny it. Right. I mean, that's going to, that's going to hold you back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freedom is definitely one of my highest values. I value it so much. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I'm wondering if you have any parting advice for anyone who might be listening, who may be going through adversity right now, who might have something heavy that they're dealing with. Yeah, so we've talked about perspective, passion, positivity. Those things are relevant and valuable for everybody, every day, anywhere. Um, thing we haven't really focused on much is your health. And your health also <laughs> matters every day. And if you are operating, you know, think about a vehicle. If you have a vehicle and all the parts inside are brand new and the engine's roaring, your car is going to drive around easier. Everything's going to be easier for that car. Your body has parts. you got to keep them clean. you got to keep them running at a high level. Health matters to you. And nothing makes that resonate more than when someone looks at you in the eye and says, you've got cancer or you'll never walk again, right? Because all you wish for at that point is health. Health yeah. should be your number one thing. So yeah, we say freedom, number one. There is not, there is no second place to freedom, but after freedom comes health. If you're yeah. unhealthy, you have nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, prepare your body to do battle today because you never know when illness or injury will strike. And if that does occur, if crisis comes your way, you will be so much more likely to uh, recover and rebound quickly and fully if you were taking care of yourself in the beginning. And you know, I know many of our entrepreneurial friends are working really long hours. They're maybe not getting quality sleep. If you start forcing in exercise, I know you think you don't have time, baloney, you've got time. Even if you do it two minutes here throughout your day, your everything will feel better. If you are exercising, you will sleep better. You know, tired people don't make good decisions with food. They, they skip workouts. So start forcing in, even start with five minutes a day of exercise Choose wisely. I don't need to tell you about nutrition, really. You learned it in kindergarten. More fruits and vegetables, less of the processed and fried stuff, less alcohol, less tobacco. Um, But these little baby steps where you can say, I'm going to do better here, I'm going to do better there. Eventually, you will become a fine-tuned machine. You will start running better. And then your career will go better. People will want to work with you. Why? Because you're standing up tall and they see you across the room and they say, She's a go-getter. I want to work with her. I trust that she is going to sell my house quickly and for a lot of money. You know, are people looking at you thinking there's a dynamo because you take care of yourself? Or are they looking at you thinking, I don't know if he's got the energy to get it done. So your health matters not only personally, it matters professionally. It'll matter within your social circles. So take care of yourself. And if you want free resources, fitness.com is jam-packed with them. I love that because, um, you know, one of the things I do with my clients as well is we build a resilience plan, you know, especially for anyone who's close to burnout or just working way too hard, burning the candle at both ends. We start to build a plan for how you can increase your resilience 
your ability to weather difficult things. And so this, you know, what you're talking about is so important. It's such an important part of that. It is. I mean, if you're not in good shape, you're just not fit for duty. Right. That's a term, right? Yeah. For duty, whether your duty is at a bakery or at a shopping mall or at a veterinarian clinic, you have to be fit for duty. Too many people just, they're so abusive to their bodies. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about looking hot in a bikini. What I'm saying is, is your body resilient? Are you strong? Do you have stamina? Can you have good balance? You know, if you don't work on your balance, you're going to fall down, break your ankle, break your hip. You're going to be out of commission. So um, it really, it's not that complicated. I want people to know that it's achievable. It's attainable for everybody, a fitter body, maybe Maybe we're not all going to be Michael Phelps or Usain Bolt. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. <not>. <laughs> can we do a? Can we be a better version of ourselves? I know we can. So yeah. I believe in all of you, and I know you can start making progress. So get to work. Yes. Wow. <laughs> well, on that note, you know, this episode of Your Success Tonic was definitely this big. A shot of energy and optimism that we can all use right now. So thank you so much, Fitz. I dare anyone who is listening to not be ignited by your message. So I hope you all go and check out Fitz's website. Can you let listeners know where they can find you online? Where would you most like to connect with people, Fitz? Absolutely. So my home base is fitness.com. That's F-I-T-Z as in zebra, N-E-S-S.com. Tons of free resources there, workout videos, recipes, articles, everything to help you live better and longer, uh, exact formula for weight loss. But my books are on sale there. So here's the deal with the books. They're on sale everywhere. You can get them wherever you like to buy books. However, I prefer that you buy them directly from me and I sign 100% of the books that leave my office. I, um, I sign them all. I include a free gift with purchase and then I wrap them up really pretty because my my audience is... It's very special and I want them to feel love, which is why they're all happy colors and there's nothing sad in here. So um, yeah, fitness.com. I'm also at fitness on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, find me on LinkedIn. And if you follow, I'd love it. I promise quality content in return. But what I'd really prefer is for you to follow and then comment and say, I heard you on Natalie's podcast. And then I can say, oh, let's be friends because I would much rather have friends than followers. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you to all of you who are listening. I am so glad we were all able to share this moment together today as well. Did you hear? I've just opened the doors to a very special challenge for you to help you become more confident about being visible. So this is a 30-day challenge where I'm inviting you to come along with me to show up online every day for 30 days. So I'm inviting you to come along with me as I do it. And I'm going to make it as fun as I can. And it's going to be all about elevating our energy. So for all of us doing this challenge, I believe it's going to be our best month yet. So if you want to join us, head on over to storytonic.co slash visible. And I cannot wait to see you inside.